Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, everybody's been talking about Chelsea and Graham Potter. We thought, didn't we, Charlie, what about Brighton? Yes, what a poor Brighton fans. You know, there's always someone on the other side of it, aren't there? So. And so we spoke to Stephen Grant, comedian and Brighton regular. Uh, then um, we spoke to Andrew Beef Johnson, injured at the moment, the fine golfer, big Arsenal fan. So we talked Arsenal, we talked live golf, and we talked barbecue, didn't we? We did indeed, we did indeed. And we had a bit of a chat, yes. and we had a birthday spread. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. Lovely result for you last night. Two Lovely nil. result. Again, not again, another one of those typical Tottenham performances this season mm-hmm. where they made incredibly hard work of it, but it ultimately got the job done, you know. So showing resilience, uh, but Marseille first half were... We're much the better team. We had a big five minutes and you thought, oh, we're going to get on the front foot. We spoke yeah. to Julian yesterday and he told us exactly what would happen. They'd look to frustrate, they'd sit deep. But, you know, they, the way we played after about five or six minutes seemed to give them the confidence to get on the ball and they never yeah. looked back. I mean, as soon as they went down to ten men, um, that was uh, important. And, and But even then, you know, they got deeper and deeper. It was difficult to break them down. But in the end, good old uh, Richarlison yeah. popped up with a couple of... Fo- I did that classic proper thing you do headers, as a football Paul. fan. A couple of proper headers. Because, you know, some players you know are quite limited and they might have a bad game on a bad night. But, um, you know, there are, Ivan Perisic is just a great player. By his standards, he didn't have a great night in right. my eyes. I just thought, you know, he was miscontrolling stuff, misplaced passes. Sort of thing you never see from him. And it was really interesting to hear him say we were all a bit nervous, he said after the game. Yeah, that, you know, you think a bloke of his experience, and he said, but first time back, a new team, we were all a bit nervous. And they did Champions look a bit League, nervous. Yeah, yeah. The, the music, all the stuff. I'm yeah. just saying, and I've just said to my mate, actually I said to my youngest son, I said, by his standards, Perisic has not had a good game tonight. Just as he swings the ball <laughs> right on beautiful, the return. Beautiful So a bloke pass. in front of me and just looks around. I said, well, I, I basically scored that goal for you. <laughs> you go, take him <clears> off, <throat> take him off. But a lovely moment with Richarlison when uh, he goes over and sees his family and he's in tears and the family are in tears, slightly spoilt by the kid next to him going, can I have your shirt? Can I have your shirt? Where's his mum or dad saying, let the bloke have his moment, shut up. No, seriously. (laughs) I agree, Paul. I agree. Can I have your shirt? Is the worst thing in football? Give me your shirt. And and he's already said no. So because obviously he wants to keep it because it's a shirt he scored his first Champions League goals. he's got Spurs legend written all over him, Richarlison, Paul. Absolutely, because he's not a very Spurs-like player, is he? Mm. 
big, he's horrible, you know. <laughs> he's horrible. It must be horrible. They always say he's horrible to play well, against. Yeah, imagine he's quite Absolutely horrible, horrible to play you know, that's, That second <clears throat> header was fantastic. He seems like a nice lad. He's obviously yeah. very keen on the uh, on the Champions League. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. um, they got the job done. Good result. That's the important. Good result. Didn't yeah, lose yeah. 4-1 like Liverpool. No, that was... I mean, I've, I've relied on I watched, That's the game since. I watched. That's the game I watched. <clears> and they <throat> just... And uh, they were just on the back foot. That Napoli was at them. Yeah. At them from, from minute one. And they missed a penalty. There was a penalty saved. Yeah. And they missed a couple of open goals. It could have been a lot worse. We were speaking to Tony Cascarino, who, despite uh, the clubs he's played for, is a Liverpool fan. And uh, he's, he's a bit worried at the moment. Adam Rowe, of course, speaks to us about Liverpool. Yes. He's a podcaster, have a word podcast, also a big Liverpool fan and comedian. And he's yeah. going to join us later on. And it's very interesting to hear the managers say... We, maybe we need to reinvent ourselves. Maybe yeah. they're going to come back as the thin white duke. <laughs> yeah. well, the one last you, night it's, of Ziggy it's like Stardust. It's like they've been worked out. <clears throat> it's like they've been worked out. Other people have caught up with them and started playing oh. in the same way in, in some I mean, There's quite sense. a few extenuating circumstances around injuries yeah, and stuff injuries, like that, yeah. which we will chat to Adam about. Yeah. We are going to talk a bit of Brighton. Everybody's talking about, well, certainly when Andy was here yesterday, understandably, he looked at Graham Potter's move to Chelsea from a uh, Chelsea perspective but what about Brighton um, Stephen yeah. Grant's going to join us to chat about that Bad news for them Are we going to get they the did it to Swansea Paul <clears throat> oh yeah look, you know, you know. It's, how, it's how it works isn't it it's that, all a game that is football's food chain isn't it players only love you when they're playing that, well to quote Steve, Fleetwood Mac Stevie Nicks she knew didn't she she, she, knew. she, she knew about the hurly burly of Premier League <laughs> management and then really so that was uh, her all over um, and also we're going to be um, asking the listeners yes, I mean because when there are things. changes of management in football you always think in yourself is the manager going to fancy me am I going to get a chance yeah. but that happens in every walk of life exactly. doesn't it that can happen in any job you exactly. know you, if the regional manager leaves and you're you know yeah. you're, you're the manager of Halfords that's right you know the, the regional manager might not fancy you right that's in that right. branch anymore are you, are you, you might want to move you onto the Didcot branch are you looking for some uh, replacement <laughs> windscreen wiper blades <laughs> are you just the way you just chucked in Halfords there. I like Halfords Paul it's a yeah. nice reference. Everyone knows it. Okay, that's Everyone true. Everyone gets yeah, it, yeah. don't they? That's true. Everyone, everyone has to go to Halfords. There's no reason not to go to Halfords. <laughs> okay, we get the idea. <laughs> Have you just got the voiceover? No, no, I'd love it. Yeah, if they went there, we can do it, yeah. So, let's hear from you this afternoon. Sorry, yes. I was shouting a bit last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piracy! <laughs> <clears throat> of all the blokes to have a go at, the blokes, you know, he's just, he's yeah. normally an eight out of ten. He went to a seven and I turned What do we want? When did a new manager come <clears throat> in and didn't fancy yeah. you? When did the new manager come in and, and how did it manifest itself? Not in however, a sporting context. However much, however much you tried, yeah. uh, do let us know. Not just in a sporting context, it. really just in your walk of life. Yeah. And uh, you had the Torquay Players yes. Initiation songs yeah, that have been they, released by Torquay. They've, they've done they? a big interview this week. They're going to do an album. That'd be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? It'd be absolutely nice. And this, this is the initiation song. You'd buy it, songs. wouldn't you? You the and our producer, <laughs> John Cadogan, would buy it. Pathetic. Try, try and produce it. Yeah. The best one is Dean Moxie, of course, yeah. who I, I sponsor his Awake kit. Um, his initiation mm. song is the Only Fools and Horses theme tune. Oh, okay. Well, that's a lovely choice, isn't it? Yeah, we well, can get away with that. It's like Knees Up Mother Brown, you isn't think it? You can give that a good it's go. It's not like you've got to sing a, a proper song with a, you know, we need a bit of a vocal range. But it does make you feel old mm. when you when you yeah. read them, Paul, because there's a lot of these songs I've never heard of. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, the, that's because they're all like 19, 20, 21, these kids, you know. You know, but if you've got a job uh, as a sales rep and you go into the office that first day and you meet the other um, salespeople yeah, and say, yeah. oh, this is Chris, he joins us today, what are you going to sing, Chris? Yeah, lovely. 
Well, if you're starting on the shop floor at Halfords, Paul, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting suspicious. Not even any take any money from Halfords. I'm getting suspicious now. I've got to be honest. I must be doing air freshener at yeah. least. If you come in on a new bike tomorrow, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. What Lovely about bike. <laughs> Orange and black. Really shiny. Orange that. and black bike. All the mags. Look, yeah, at, look at that. Fantastic. <laughs> look at the God. Tires. Spare tires. Um, so do let us know. I mean, yeah. what's know. your initiations? You don't have initiations in any other job. People can ring us up. They can ring us up and they can mm. sing their initiation songs to us. You want, Why not? You want Let's them do, to that. do that. Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. That'd be lovely, Paul. Bit do of you, singing this afternoon. Do you think? Um, do you think anybody would want to ring up, put themselves on offer on national radio, and sing a song? I, I think they would, as an initiation. Okay. As if they're allowed to listen. Well, what are they being, to the being initiated? Show oh, okay, right. They be, they get a gold star if they do. All right, then Charlie wants you to do it. Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. I'm sceptical, but I may be pleasantly surprised. Um, changes of management, how it affected you in your walk of life. Let us know those stories. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, Stephen Grant, comedian and Brighton regular, joins us now. Good afternoon, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Hey, thank you. Uh, just uh, you can hear the now- noise of my voice echoing off my uh, safety chamber as I sit here coping with the news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it. Yeah, as I say, no one's really talked about what this means to Brian. It is an in- it is a real blow, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it was, it was interesting, isn't it? Steve Sidwell on with Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent last night, painting the picture of what it's like to work under Grand Potter. And he does sound like a very Im- impressive guy. Uh, he's going to be missed, isn't he? Well, it's kind of weird, actually. He's sort of, um, he's from that kind of Mourinho school of, of being, in, and the, the Mourinho and Ferguson school of being involved in every part of the business, mm-hmm. you know, youth set up to training, to diet, to recruitment. But he's not mm-hmm. a control freak by any any stretch of the imagination he's he's a he's a philosophy man he's a psychology man and the people he surrounds himself with uh buy into it as well um the club's always been very well run brighton but the fact that they pull in the same direction so impressively is what has other clubs sitting up and paying attention and you could argue that what brighton has or had sniff uh is exactly what chelsea don't is and the Chelsea's got this powerful powerhouse of money, investment, standing, and players, and and architecture, and and is bordering on directionless. So you can see why um, someone like Potter, who pulls all the strings in one direction, is a perfect match. However, if they're thinking, you know, look at Brighton, little Brighton, fourth in the league, that man's a magician. You know, they are overlooking periods when we spent three months not seeing, but scoring a single goal at home. Yeah. A 14 a game run without a win, uh, which was a, a Brighton club record. And that's in the last 12 months. So there is, um, you know, the, the Chelsea fans who pay for instant success are not getting instant gratification. I suppose at Brighton, he's been given time to do all that, isn't he? And, that, that, and that's your point, isn't it? That he might not get that time at Chelsea. He might not get t- that time to build the mm. club as he has been given at Brighton. And, you know, Chelsea, they would expect, hopefully, entertaining football. And, you know, you, it can be a bit pragmatic at times. Carney, you know, I mean, last week was a bit of an outlier, really. But Brighton aren't the sort of team that normally get five goals, are they? No, but I, I think if you're Graham Potter, the reason for that is is that um, Brighton's reach, and it's decent, has never been to the upper levels of spending silly money on 
Haaland level strikers mm. who just make it happen. You know, when people have been reporting back from Brighton going, oh, they play lovely football, oh, they make loads of chances, they don't convert them. And it's simply because that level of striker uh, is, is a sort of budget that has always been slightly out of the silly money that Brighton are willing to spend. We're a sensible club, but when it comes to that level of player, it's hard to spend sensible money. But we were building up to it. That's the thing. We've always been a development club. Yeah. And, you know, mm. some of our best players, when people go, look at these players that Brighton have got that cost next to nothing. In many cases, we got them two or three years ago and they've been developed for the youth team, put on loan through the levels and have come back to us ready to play. You know, we're not instant fix people and we're not with our managers either, which is why Graham Potter feels so irreplaceable. I'm surprised he's gone now, if I'm honest. I thought he might have waited for the England job. I think he would have been pretty much nailed on for the England job after, well, it's, after the World it's Cup. It's one of those jobs sort of that waited well, around. If England, I don't know. They say England win the World Cup. Gareth Southgate's not going to walk away, is he? Or maybe he is. Yeah, I don't maybe know. He would. But, you know, he's a bit young for the England job. I know maybe. Gareth was, but he'd come through the FA process. I mean, it's very hard to say no. Imagine you know, knowing some of the hierarchy at Brighton, this will be hurting because they have got a great relationship with him and, and they love the job he's doing. But um, it's very hard to stand in the way of someone when a job like this comes up. Brighton never stand in the way. And there's a philosophy behind that. And the reason is, is when they go to young players, when they go to young, uh, ambitious managers and backroom staff and say, do you want to come for us? They also say, and we won't stand in your way if if one of the big boys comes calling the the day the the difficulty for brighton this time around is is that we are literally in the mix mm. you know the the big we are fourth in the middle of the big six right yeah. now which which are technically the big seven so it's the first time that we've been sort of toe to toe with these people and i don't think any team any team in the premier league that has brighton coming up would take us for granted now they'd all think this is going to be difficult oh, i'm not sure how we're going to beat them you know so so we've got to the point where we could even argue that we are amongst those teams but yet yeah, we'll never stand in that way because it stops people coming to us in the first place sure. um and, and and that's the reason why you know that a lot of the like billy gilmore came and signed with us you know they would have basically said to them look you know if you fulfill your potential and one of these teams comes calling we you will go with our blessings mm. we are not going to throw you in the reserves and let you rot because you won't do what we say it's never been the brighton way just a final quick one, Stephen, on the next manager. I'm looking at some of the odds. Brendan Rodgers, um, Ange Postacoglu at Celtic. Um, Thomas Frank has been mentioned. Mm. Nathan Jones. I mean, do you, is there anybody you favour? If it was your call, who would you like to see potentially come in? It's hilarious, isn't it? Everyone talks about how Brighton take unknowns and build them up in their mould and then go through a list of usual suspects as a replacement. It will be, I guarantee you this, absolutely none of those people. Um, Brighton don't do that. They don't do that with players. They don't do it with managers either. It'll be someone that it follows the philosophy that is not on people's radar and you'd have to be a proper, proper football geek to do it. Any money spent on those people is money down the drain, but you heard it here first. It won't be one of them. <laughs> well, good to talk to you. Keep your chin up. I hope you get a good man because you've got a good team and hopefully uh, you can continue the way you've been going. So yeah. We'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, Thanks Stephen. Cheers. Stephen Grant there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, a notable absentee from uh, Wentworth yeah. today is Andrew Beef Johnson. He's been nursing a, a thumb injury for uh, some time now, uh, but he has uh, not been idle. He has been um, 
Travelling around. At the grill. Me, at the, he's been at the grill. He's been <laughs> travelling around, uh, meeting some of the finest barbecuers in the game, and he has set up his own YouTube Fantastic. channel. Fantastic. And we're delighted to say he joins us now. Beef, good afternoon. How's it going, guys? Yeah, yeah good. good. Thank you. I mean, so I think we've touched on this before when we spoke about your love of the barbecue, but you've you've taken it a step further, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I was supposed to be playing golf all this year, and um, all of a sudden... It didn't go to plan. I haven't played the whole season and I, was, I wasn't I was just going to sort of sit there and do nothing. And it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. So I decided to make a, a barbecue series. Yeah. So tell me, I've watched a couple of the uh, films. You eat some good meat. I mean, it's, they, it, that's a pretty good excuse for eating some great barbecue <laughs> stuff. So tell us, tell us what you get up to and how it works. It's For me, my passion was always learning different ways to cook either pieces of meat, vegetables, whatever it is. And I started to realize that there was different ways to cook different types, different cuts of meat. And I'd like message people on Instagram, social media. And I was like, if I'm doing this, I said, I think a lot of people are in the same boat here where they need to learn as well. So the idea is that I'll go and visit, yeah, some of the best UK uh, fire chefs out there. And I've just said, look, cook what you want to cook. Um, and give us all the tips, hints, tricks on how to how to cook that that piece of meat or that meal, whatever it is. Mm. One of the most embarrassing days of my life was I used to live with two South Africans, and I invited <laughs> invited them to a barbecue, and I, they turned up to my pathetic frozen sausages and burgers, and they're this isn't a barbecue. <laughs> they really know how to do it. We don't seem to really quite know how to do it in the UK. Yeah, exactly, and. I think a lot of people don't know and don't realise how many good chefs there are doing it in the UK. And that's what I wanted to bring across away and showcase some of these amazing chefs that have been doing it for years. And honestly, their food is is incredible. Yeah. So you've been taking those tips home yourself. Are you a, you're a Coles man? You're a, a gas barbecue man? How do, how do you uh, roll in uh, beef? Coles, always. It's yeah. got to be Coles or wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 might as well stick it in the oven the, otherwise exactly. really. it was, it's just an outdoor, outside oven the other yeah. ones isn't it it's just <laughs> absolutely pointless it's we good. miss you on the tour Beef What? tell us about your thumb yeah I've just as I, said, I had a bit of a niggly problem last year but um, I would start warming up and it would be a bit sore but it sort of went away and I was fine the whole day and I come back and started practising and I hit one shot um, and it kind of just yeah popped and I had a lot of pain uh, and I thought it was going to be sort of like a month, two months. And all of a sudden it's become like a, yeah, a bigger problem where I've seen a couple of specialists and lots of MRIs and scans and no one's really known what it is until the point now we've just got to a place where it's just, we need to start rehabbing it and you need to start hitting golf balls and sort of play through that pain almost a little bit and see how we get on the next month or so. Must be so frustrating, something yeah, like that, yeah, where you think yeah. it's been a month long and it's keeping you out for nearly a year. It's been, yeah, it's been insane. And I, I'd recently changed coach last year and at the back end of the year, I started to see some really good things in my golf game and play some really good golf. And I was really excited for this year. And to not play has been, yeah, hasn't been ideal. No. Look, there's been a lot going on in the game, as you've probably noticed mm. uh, in your absence. Uh, and the, the, the breakaway live golf tournament and the bad blood continues really Rory who's, who's playing today has been talking about the relationship between the, the guys who've, who've left the tour or have gone off to live I mean how have you viewed it and what would your attitude have you kind of thought about what would happen if Liv came calling look I mean in what world right 
would players turn down X amount if it's life-changing money in some sense? If the, the one thing, the one thing is the younger guys, you want to play the majors and the big tournaments for some of the other guys who are ending their career. It's a no brainer. In my opinion, what I don't understand is say you get given or get offered 20, 30 million to go and play. What is it? 12 events this year. Why would you bother coming back and playing? I don't get it. If that, if I was in that boat, I just wouldn't bother. I'd be, mm. well, I'll obviously be barbecuing or something. <laughs> so you, you, I mean, you, you sort of turn your back on the traditional tour. If you were on, if you wouldn't want your cake and eat it as some of the golfers clearly want, and we've seen some of the live golfers at, at Wentworth. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect to be allowed back into the tent. I, from their point, I, why would you bother? The whole thing is you're getting, you get that much cash. Mm. Um, and literally everyone's obviously come out and said, look, it's playing less. We want to play less, less schedule, smaller schedule, this and that. And I'm just like, why would you bother? And going through all the hassle of like going to court and all these court rulings and stuff like that, it doesn't make sense to me. And I think once you go down that route, you make a decision where, I guess, are they going to pay me enough money where I'd never need to play a PGA or European tour event ever again? Mm -hmm. And if it ticks the box and you make that decision and you go, I think you should just go and just that's it, yeah. except that you're going to play live yeah. and you're not going to play anything else. I just don't see the point in going and then trying to come back and play in other events. It don't make sense to me. I mean, we've got Cameron Smith, who's current Open champion, who's, who's jump ship, if you like, and does would like to still be able to play in the majors. Uh, but, you know, that's not an older player, is it? And I take your point on some of those guys that know that the chance of the majors have gone, but someone like him, he's actively, an, he's an open champion at the moment. And, that, you know, is there is there a difficulty in walking away from the tour when you could still win some of the great tournaments of the uh, of golf? Yeah. Legacy. 100%. Legacy. 100%. If... That, that's that's money that you can't buy, right? Mm. Playing in tournaments like that, winning tournaments and majors and playing things like that, money can't buy you that. And if the ruling comes out where they can't play in majors, they, they will be missing it when it's on. There's no doubt about it. Mm, the um, yeah, well, we're going to have to see how that plays out because that you know that is still an ongoing argument between the tour and live. We should talk Arsenal. They're in action tonight uh, against FC Europe. We've got the game live on Talksport. How are you feeling? I mean, it's been a good start to the season, isn't it? Apart from obviously last Sunday. Yeah, really good start. So in yeah, first five games and United, I think was always going to be a really difficult game, and they play well. I just think at one all. They don't need to potentially push too hard for the second goal straight away. Um, but with good teams and good players like United have, they can hit you on the break and score a goal. And I think it's a good learning lesson potentially for the future. Um, I'd be delighted if Arsenal can sneak in top four this year. I think they've got the players. I think maybe they're... I keep saying that I think they're a midfielder too short mm. um, because party. It's quite injury prone from what I've seen and he's already injured now after four games. So I, I, I just, I kept saying, I think we need another really good solid midfielder in there to come in if, if he gets injured and it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. But I think for one reason, no one's going to catch Man City, are they? No, that's that's probably so. true. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this obviously tonight is a this tournament is a good route in for Arsenal, the Champions League. They've gone to a final recently, haven't they? they were runners up a little while ago, so it's been quite good to them this tournament, isn't it? So this is another way back into to Champions League. 
Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got they've really got to go for it and go for this tournament. And I think with the young squad as well, it's another learning curve. And after the disappointments of last season, you go, okay, it's such a young squad of young players, and hopefully they'll go through your yeah, Europa and learn a lot this season as well and see where it takes them. But they've got so many good young players in that squad. Yeah, what, what's your well. top tip? A quick top tip. tip beef for us. You've taken oh. from all the experts. Uh, one, Elliot Cunningham, he cooked. When, we, when I found out he was going to cook a spatchcock chicken, right? Mm. And I was thinking, okay, that seems quite straightforward. Mm. And... He, he put it in a brine for two days mm. and then he cooked it really slow for about an hour and a half and cooking it slow yeah. up top at a high end of a grill and really slow. I mean, it was it was the best chicken I've ever eaten. Brilliant. And that was probably the best tip to just take your time and let it cook slow and enjoy it. Crack a few beers open, cook it slow. Um, Fantastic. It with Perfect. A nice bit of butter and herbs and it, it, was, it was incredible. We wish you well with the channel. Uh, barbecue Better With Beef. It's live on YouTube. We wish you well and uh, back on the tour soon. Cheers, Beef. Thanks very much. Thank Thanks so much, guys. Andrew Beef uh, Johnson there on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's time once again for the birthday spread, that point of the show where Andy Jacobs joins us. He has collated 10 birthdays, people celebrating birthdays this week. Um, He'll have a joke attached to each one of the birthdays, some of which you may have heard before, quite possibly on this day last year. And uh, he does like to recycle. He's very green like that. Yeah, very nice. Um, So uh, you'll get the joke and uh, we'll get the birthdays. It's my job and Charlie's job to try and guess how old these people are. A margin of error will build as we make these guesses in years, and it's the one who guesses the 10 birthdays with the least amount of years wrong. What is the winner? 
Um, Jeff Peters keeps score. We should say good afternoon, Andy. Hey, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, boys. Yes. Is uh, this all fresh uh, material? Well, Original pirate I'd like material? To, <laughs> I'd like to think so. But mm, who knows? Good. I can't remember. Okay. Well, that's that's no. Well, you didn't know whether you were meeting David Frost or Alan Freeman in 1968. <laughs> Have you seen the picture, Joe? Yeah. Andy in the glasses, yeah, looking nice. like King of the Mods. I thought he looked cool. He did look cool, didn't cool. he? Have you seen it, Jeff? Jeff Peters keeps score, of course. Have you seen it, Jeff? I have, yeah. It looks what do you reckon? You'd have oh. him, you'd have him carrying your record boxes to the gigs like your wingman, wouldn't you? When you're DJ, Andy has always been a stylish man. Yes, yes, yeah, of course. Frost um, Jacobs. I'm, I'm looking forward to that play. Frost Jacobs would be a great yeah. play. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Jeff, what, what is the current score between myself and Charlie? Well, I was looking back to last year's birthdays just to see if there was any any repeats mm. um, from the from the names because Andy sometimes likes to know if he's you know done done them before. I think it's about three <laughs> this true, time. Yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> only about a third of them are last year. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a right. joke, though. Okay, um, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see in time. Um, we'll see. So, this week last year, it mm. was two-two yeah. between uh, you and Charlie. Wow. Um, okay. Eight wins in a row, mm. um, and uh, it's now Paul twenty-nine, Charlie thirteen. That's the scores on the door. A lot of them have been very close, though, haven't they? Very close. Too close. I'm playing. Some uh, would I'm, say some. I'm, I'm going to channel our good friends at Corinthian Casuals this afternoon. I'm playing a very clean game. I'm uh, keeping okay. still. There'll be none of the S-housery yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that I was accused yeah. of oh, last yes. time. A very That's clean game. The mind games have started. No, I mean, it's a fact. So here we go then. Uh, Pele always joins us to, uh, with a bit of music. Here oh, he is. So first birthday, Andy, today. It's the fine actor Idris Elba. Idris oh, yeah. Elba. And Idris has just started his own eponymous, oh, eponymous Formula One team. Mm. The trouble is his car is virtually indistinguishable from another team on the starting grid. Oh. You can't tell your arse from your elbow. There we are. Nice. nice. Very yes. nice, wasn't it? Yes, very, very good. Very good. Um, what's Idris Elba? He's probably, he looks younger than he is. What is he, 52, Idris he gets one day like this a year. Um, huh? uh, 53. He's 50, actually. Oh, okay. Ah, so yikes. we both made him older, so he's actually younger than we said he was. <laughs> so, uh, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul 2, Charlie 3. Do Charlie 3. You should get the idea of the game yeah. from that. And Very then nice. we alternate. Charlie will go uh, first next. Okay, he was the co-creator of Spitting Image. It's Roger Law. Mm, Roger yeah. Law. Yeah. And he, he lives on the sixth floor of an eight-storey building where all the flats on the upper two levels are empty. After all, no one is above the law. No one is above the law, yeah, yeah. I think, you fought, I think he was in a fight last oh, year, wasn't yeah. he? Oh, was he? Yeah, well, <laughs> because he was, yeah. Oh, you know. oh, I see. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Clash fans. And yeah. Roger won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course he did, yeah. 78. It's got to be up there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. fantastic beard work. Um, mm. Thank you. <laughs> I'd say he's 80. I'm going to go 80. I'm going to go for a big, a big landmark one for Roger Law. 80. Good, good guess. Roger Law, 81. Ooh. Okay, all right. Not bad. So, not bad. Jeff, what's that done to the scores? Paul, one out, moves on to three. Charlie, three out, moves on to six. Okay. Okay. Three. Too bad. I guarantee she's new to the birthday spread. It's the brilliant England women's player, Ella Toon. Oh, Ella yeah. Toon. Oh, yeah. And when she was born, her parents weren't quite sure what to call her. So I got in, I got in contact with the late Tom O'Connor, Lionel Blair and Jules Holland. Oh, yeah. I said, can you name that tune? Yeah. 
Oh, OK, yeah. I think we saw, oh, it, yeah, we saw, we saw it coming, but it was, yeah. it was good. <laughs> saw it coming. Yeah, we quite, I think we did, really, didn't we? <laughs> no, um, great army. Harold's Ella Toon, 20... Blimey, 23. I think she's younger than that. I think she's really young. You're really going to say young. 20... 20. 20, 20. <laughs> Got a very good <laughs> eyesight. 20. Yeah. No, she's 23. Oh, oh spot on, Paul. Okay. Oh, dear, I am doing badly already. So I stay on three, I take yeah. it, Jeff. Direct hit from Paul, so mm. stays on three, and Charlie is three out again on all three, so <laughs> he moves on to nine. We'll yeah, see a player of the weekend. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Bob Newhart. Oh, Bob Newhart. Yeah. Governor, wonderful comedian, Beautiful. Bob Newhart. Mm. And not a lot of people know that as well as being a comedy legend, Bob was also an aquatics coach who taught Tom Daly. He was known as the diving instructor. Oh, yeah. If you know, if you're <laughs> you know familiar stuff, with... It's fine, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. his most famous bit, basically, yeah, listeners, is, if you're not sure. Bit. Going to, it's look, very funny. Look it up. What Google a, it. It's very what funny. a brilliant, yeah. what a brilliant... Yeah, yeah. He used to be in a double act and then the other person didn't turn up and he did it on his own and that's how he came up with it. It's really that yeah, kind of concept yeah. of almost like somebody else being oh, there. Yeah. And he yeah. let the audience fill in the blanks. That's really? How he did it. The Joyce Grenville envelope, exactly. as they call yeah. it. Yeah. Is it me? Grenville envelope. <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> okay. Like trying to see. 91. 91, yeah. Uh, he's got to be, hasn't he? 92. 93. Oh! <laughs> So, Jeff, I think I'll probably move on to four. You I'm do. Guessing. Brilliant scoring. You're on four, Charlie. Two out on this one, on to 11. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we take a break at uh, after five birthdays and have an orange. Um, so, um, I'm going to go first on the next one. Birthday number five, Andy. Yes, going into half time, it's the Conservative MP for West Dorset, Chris Loder. Chris Loder. And I was walking along the coast, actually, with the author and journalist, Harry Wallop, when we <laughs> talked, uh, saw Chris catching dozens of fish in his own trawler. Yeah. Harry said to me, what were they? And I said, it's a load of cods, Wallop. Oh, Very wow. Very good. Round quite, of applause for that. Quite, quite contrived. Do the One man clapping is like Citizen Kane. Do the kids still ah. play, say, cods, Wallop? The kids say, oh, yeah, the kids say, cods, Wallop. They're always using it. Of course they yeah. do. If you, if you, listen, you listen to all the latest... Uh, Grime. The, oh, drill. Or the drill rap. Yeah, Cod's Wallop often yeah, yeah. turns up. It's quite hard to <laughs> got rhyme things with. Quite hard to rhyme things with, really. Yeah. Dollop, really. It's oh, not, yeah, a word, dollop, not a word they use that no. often either, really. You scallop. Live. You, Paul. Even, some people even say scallop, don't they? So that would kill that, really. How old is he? Just some of the things that don't rhyme. Um, who was it again? What's his name? Chris Loader. Chris Loader, Chris the Loder. MP. Top Loader. Um, yeah, he's a good, um, good lad. Uh, 51. 53. 41. Oh, it's a disaster. Oh, okay, well, it's up the average a bit. So we're heading to half time with the scores at what, Jeff? Paul, 10 out on that one. On to 14. Charlie, 12 out. Wrong way, Regals again. And on to 23. So, Can't 14, blame you for that 23. One. It's all right. It's all right. Can't blame nine, you for that one. Nine. I would have gone, I probably would have gone a bit higher. Should have, uh, gone for, should have gone low higher, for loader. Higher. Low for loader, that's true. Low yeah. loader. Yeah. Uh, low so loader. 14 Very 23 nice, as we yeah. head in half time. Um, four o'clock, another inspection at the Oval. Bit, bit, bit frustrating this Andy today, isn't it? No play, really. Yeah, no. It's you know, rain like mad over here, so I presume it's like that over the Oval. Yeah. Not uh, good. Um, and are you, a quick one, are you feeling about Chelsea now? Are you, time to, are you feeling good about Graham Potter's imminent arrival? 
Well, I am. I mean, the same as I felt yesterday. I mean, it's amazing though. The f- some <laughs> the fans on the website, they're honestly, they're so they're so entitled. And they're so you know, unless it's they think he's not good enough for your club. He's not yes, big, big course, enough. You know that. Mm. Yeah, basically. But I think give the bloke a chance. They've, it depends on if they if they're patient with him. You know, they can't expect him just to sort of yeah. immediately turn it around. It's will you, will you be patient, Andy, with him? Yeah, he always yeah, is. He's very patient. Oh, I am patient. Yeah, yeah. six defeats in a row. I mean, what's the point? Apparently, Todd. Bowley said he wants to do away with the old hire and fire mentality on the just after he's fired Tuckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, a lot of them think, "Oh, why? Why did he do that?" But he, I personally, you know, I thought he had to. Mm. He had to get rid of him, and he was right to get rid of him. I yeah. think. But there you go. Well, um, well, I'm sure we'll chat more about it. Probably going to be confirmed by tomorrow. So we'll chat more about tomorrow when Andy's uh, with us in the studio. But yeah, half time. I'm on fourteen. Charlie on 23, very little in it. I'm slightly in the lead. We'll be back with the second half of the birthday spread very shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, it's 14.23. I'm leading yeah. at the moment. We're going nine, to birthday six. Nine Charlie's in it. Yeah, Charlie will lead us off. Pele's back. Here yeah. he is. And Andy, what's the sixth birthday? It's the uh, founding member of Pink Floyd, Roger Waters. Roger yeah. Waters. Yeah. And for some reason, Roger wanted to recreate that famous photo of Fran Cotton caked in earth. He asked me to do the makeup, but I didn't want to muddy Waters. <laughs> nice. Very yes. good. Roger Waters. 76. That's a good guess, Charlie. Thank you, Paul. I'm not going to stray. I don't like this. Feels no. like a Thomas Tuchel handshake. I'm not going to stray too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stray too far from that. I'd probably tend to agree with you. 74. Uh, Roger is 79. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Blimey, okay. So, uh, he's, he's got a, edged a bit closer, uh, Jeff. Yeah, Paul on the mm. Regals, that one. So, mm. he's five out onto 19. Uh, Charlie, three out onto 26. So, seven in it, four to go. Decent game. Close. Here we go. Yeah, Next good game. Birthday number seven. It's the, act, it's the mm. actor Michael Keaton. And the last time he invited me over, my car had broken down, the trains were on strike, and I couldn't afford a taxi. I had to take a bus to keep. Hey! Oh, that's good. Very nice. I like that. That's clever. These are all very good. Loves his guns. Loves his guns. Does he really? Yeah, the Keaton rifles. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) Loves his guns. I'd say. Message about that one, I reckon. Yeah, could be a a memo. Be a memo heading over. No, Andy likes it when my jokes are terrible. Because, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, that's very true. Made no I'd sense. say <laughs> really that one. I mean, um, I'd say um, Michael Keaton, 60, 62. Mm, I think you're in the ballpark. Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty-four. Seventy-one. This is, is he really? Okay, wow. okay. Chipping God, away. I know that. Chipping away. Yeah. So nerdling. What's that done to the scores? Paul, nine out on that. Wow. Uh, Otto on to 28. Mm. Uh, he's been around ages, Michael Keaton, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, Charlie, seven out to on to 33. The gap is close to five with three to go. Mm. See that film about the, the start of McDonald's uh, that he's in? No. Good, worth watching. I think it's still it? on uh, Netflix. Well, I thought you were doing something. a joke. It no, it's like not. It's, do... it's actually one of the films. <laughs> I mean, he's done made a lot of great films, but that's not one of his famous ones, and it's quite good. Like yeah. Yeah. Go on, then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the team. Big presenter from Good Morning with Anne and Nick. It's Anne Diamond. Oh, Anne, Anne Diamond, Diamond. Yeah, yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Yes, of course. And uh, she comes from a family of people who never retire but go on working till they drop. Mm. You know what they say? Diamonds are forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's difficult, isn't it? That's yeah. a difficult one. A TV over the years, Anne. Still pops up on the telly. 68. Yeah, you're doing well. I, I wouldn't have been far from that. Um... 
69. Oh, <laughs> oh, she's 68. Oh, oh, this is getting closer and closer. That's why I was going to guess near you because it was a good guess, guess, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So Charlie, Charlie stays yeah. on 33. Yeah, isn't clawing it? it back with that direct hit. That's uh, three in a row where he's closed the gap. Pull one out, so it's 29 33. Yeah. Four between you, two left. Do you necessarily want to lead off? Do you want to lead no, off on that last birthday yeah, to exactly. tee off? First one on the tee. Okay, okay I, go, I go next. Anyway, yeah. Andy. Okay, right. These two, you don't know the next two, wow. so this is tricky. Volatile, okay. potentially. Well, I say I don't you don't know who you I might know. Have... <laughs> yes, exactly. You might <laughs> be a good friend of him. It's uh, Jonathan Reeky, oh, yeah. the oh. director of the Somerset House <laughs> Trust. Jonathan Reeky. <laughs> and I used to visit his Scottish granddad whenever I was up in Edinburgh. I always enjoyed seeing old Reeky. I'm sure you <laughs> That's did. for all you Edinburgh fans. Mm. Wow, now this could, be, this could be a game changer. Director of the Somerset House Trust. Yeah, a director. Jonathan Reeky. I'm going, it's me to go off, I think, Charlie. I'm going to go 71, Charlie mm. Baker. I'm going to go wrong way, Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to go 66. It was a good movie. He's 58. Oh! Now, I think Charlie has gone in the lead by one there, Jeff. Can you confirm that? Uh, So Charlie said 66, so Mm. he's eight out onto 41. Mm. Paul was 13 out onto 42. So Charlie has turned it round and leads by one. Going into the final. So that means you go go first on the final one with one... Between one us. to buy. That was stupid, wasn't it? I should have just... <laughs> <sighs> oh, an idiot. OK, maybe I'll be wrong way regals today. Let's find out. Here we go, then. Andy, last birthday. OK, it's the uh, co-founder of the Cirque du Soleil, mm. Guy Lalibet. Oh, yeah. Guy Lalibet. Oh, yeah. And we always have a reunion every year with Eric Estrada and the cast of his famous motorcycle-based uh, Cop series, yes, it's Lalibert and Chips. Oh, <laughs> isn't it Laliberte? It's got oh. a little accent. Oh, oh, shut sorry, up. sorry. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was in Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Guy Lalibert. Cirque de Soleil, the Cirque. founder the f- of yeah. Cirque de Soleil. Founder, no less. Guy Lalibert. Yeah. Take. Is <laughs> he is? Yeah. I mean, it's one. I'm taking a bit it? of a lip. It's, one. it's yeah. one, isn't it? So you know, <laughs> very good. He's good. You're missing noise. He's taking a bit 75. of seventy-five. A... He's Charlie's got his game face on. He's not interested in your gags. Seventy-five. Guy, Lil, Guy, Lil, Seventy-five. You have gone with. I've gone with seventy-five. I'm going to go with <sighs> seventy. Three. Oh. He's done it. He's done it. <laughs> Lalibet is 63. Oh! <laughs> Unbelievable. I was that close. Unfair. I was that close, I was, I was that close to going 77. Yeah, I was that yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. Final <laughs> scores. Paul, 10 out onto 52. Charlie, 12 speak. out onto 53. It's nine. It's sublime <laughs> no. in a row what a for game. Paul Hall. Nine in a row. 30-13, the overall score. Can I get now? to the infamous Crowd 10 in a row? In the crowd are booing. Boo! I played a clean game there. You can, I, you can cast no aspersions. Yes, Andy, you can't fault that. Well done, Paul. Well done. Cheers, Charlie. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, I'll do it all again with Charlie. Sorry, with Andy tomorrow. Charlie, you're back with me on Tuesday, but back with See Max you, on Tuesday, Paul. But yeah, back with Max Saturday morning, 9 till 11. The game day warm-up. Go get it.
Beautiful. Okay, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. I do hope you can join us on one, if not podcast, available as always around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.